Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports, but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my God, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. Today, we're discussing Tomorrowland, starring George Clooney, Hugh Laurie, and Britt Robertson. Okay, now, we are reaching <laughs> a little bit. This movie is really more based on like a part of the park. It's not even really a ride. It's like sort of like a section of the park, but y'all voted for this, so we have to do with what we have. Uh, Tomorrowland is one of the many, th- oh, here we go. So Tomorrowland is one of the many themed lands featured at all of the Magic Kingdom-style Disney theme parks around the world. Each version of the land is different and features numerous attractions that depict views of the future. So in Disneyland Paris, it has a similar area called like the Discovery Land, and it's all about Jules Verne, which is weird. Um, Walt Disney is known for future. Walt Disney himself was known for futuristic views through his television programs, showing the American people how the world was moving into the future. Tomorrowland was a realized culmination of these views. In his own words, "Quote: Tomorrow can be a wonderful age. Our scientists today are opening the doors of the space age to achievements that will benefit our children and generations to come." The Tomorrowland attractions have been designed to give you an opportunity to participate in adventures that are a living blueprint of our future. The corresponding film was, say it with me, an absolute flop. Uh, The film was estimated to have cost about $280 million to produce, but only brought in $204 million to the box office. And while the film's production did receive some praise, the reviews of the film were not uplifting. Um, so to discuss it, I have brought on Jordan Mullins and Emily Ceruto, classic old friends to the pod. And um, we have a lot to say about this. So without further ado, here we go. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh my God. Today we're talking about Tomorrowland, um, the 2015 live action film by Disney. Now, um, I don't know if I told you this in the email, because I think everybody else who's done a podcast so far for this season didn't know. This season's theme is movies based on rides. See, I knew I forgot to tell everybody. I thought maybe it was a sci-fi. Technically, this is, oh, and I do want to do this specifically for this movie. Um, This is technically, I guess, a movie based on a a part of the theme park. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's not necessarily, um, there's not a ride called Tomorrowland, but there is Tomorrowland in Disney World. Um, 
isn't there a small world ride or something yeah, i've never actually movie. i've never been on to disney world I'm yes so so there is a small world which by the way is in this film let me read a little bit of what tomorrowland is for any listeners who haven't ever been to tomorrowland tomorrowland is one of the many themed lands featured at the magic kingdom style Disney theme parks around the world. So it's not just in one, it's in a couple different ones. They'll have a Tomorrowland. Each version of the land is different and features numerous attractions that depict views of the future. Walt Disney was known for futuristic views and through his television program showed the American public how the world was moving into the future. Tomorrowland was a realized culmination of his views. So essentially this whole section of the park um, is very reminiscent of like, I guess what this movie was trying to say, which is like, this is what the world could look like. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Do they so I update? I wonder, do they update it? Girl, at some point, Tomorrowland's no. going to be Yesterland. Yesterland. <laughs> it kind of already is. It's such a dated, like, you know, like when the 50s looked at what Futurista would look uh-huh. like. Totally. It's yeah, very it was... much approaching that territory. I mean, like jetpacks and like. Kind of you know, like hoverboards. Hoverboards, and yeah. Like little did they know we'd all just try to be living on the internet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That'd make um, a very boring, boring, like sci-fi. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's really not great. Um, so let's start at the top of what, uh, first of all, had either of you ever seen this movie before? No. No. Okay. I had, no, never heard of would it. Would you be shocked if we had said yes? I would, <laughs> I would be floored, flabbergasted and bewildered. I've never like, heard of this movie. What a floppy, what a flopperella. <laughs> yeah i told danny that i was gonna watch tomorrowland he was like oh that's an awesome movie with Woody woody harrelson in it and i was like why i don't think so and he was like yeah like with zombies and i was like that's zombie land he was like oh yeah okay well no i've never heard of it <laughs> i mean i wish it was zombie land i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah let's talk about how do we feel about this movie i'm so excited to hear your takes Jordan had a good analogy that she told me earlier. Yeah. So it's like when you, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you have a great meal, like Mm -hmm. everything is wonderful. The service is great. It's clean. The food's delicious. um, And it's just, uh, you know, it's really, really good, but it's not good enough where you go home and tell everybody that you know about it or take a picture of the food or anything like, but it's not bad. So you don't yelp about it. It's just kind of like, it's good, but I need not talk more. It's like above slightly above mediocre. You know what I mean? Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Like maybe maybe that meal that your mom makes it all the time but she's not like the best cook <laughs> it keeps you alive it's just su- it, it sustains you, you but, but yeah yeah exactly and you're used to it but you you're know not this. gonna crave it <laughs> <laughs> sorry to cut you off no, no 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 i was just gonna ask if that's how you felt as well and that hot take i do okay 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 so i had seen this before i saw it when it came out like uh, we had rented it or something um, and at the time I thought it was maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I really thought it was so stupid. And I remember I hated it so much when, you know, you know, like when you hate something, you could specifically remember exactly why you hate it. And you're almost like waiting for someone to bring it up. So you can say like, mm-hmm. I figured out what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. That was my take. And it was that like, you spend this whole movie, like talking about getting to Tomorrowland showing up there. I want to see Tomorrowland. What's going on at Tomorrowland? And then 
you get there and it's first of all a dump second of all like not you don't even do anything in there like nothing happens and it's just felt like a waste of everybody's time <laughs> this time rewatching it because i knew that and i was expecting that i i thought it was still probably similar to your experience like it was better than i remembered it but it was nowhere near good or would i ever recommend it it's yeah it's like a generally okay written kids movie about if we don't protect the earth it was like <laughs> the best produced disney channel original movie exactly yeah. and it like was that written quality by, yeah exactly it was written by damon lindelof or uh, lindelof or whatever you say his name the guy that did lost and um really uh, yeah and the leftovers and what's the other thing oh wow yeah well, i don't know so, what he was doing so, but like but, oh, that she, but that genre of kids movie is very much that way right like yeah it's like, exactly a lot of the plot like it doesn't make sense there's like a lot of like yeah there's always like a grumpy old person that's yelling at a child and the, the children are treated like adults you know like <laughs> exactly like, listen to me i have good ideas right you know, what about me <laughs> listen to the kids well it let's Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It, it kind of it gave me that um that that uh throwback feeling to when I used to watch um like Captain Planet and how oh yeah in that that era of like mid nineties late nineties kind of stuff I felt like a lot of TV shows and movies were catered to children to help the environment and to pick mm -hmm. up trash and I remember even like uh Doug there was like an episode about like trash pickup and 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 that was just like a big theme yeah so I kind of like that but it fell short yeah there's so much happens yet also nothing at all nothing happens um, at all <laughs> so let's get into let me start reading this plot because by the way for a movie with so little happening this plot is one <laughs> two three four five six seven eight paragraphs long Okay. We have to relive this now. <laughs> we gotta do it. In 1964, a young boy named Frank Walker attends a 1964 New York World's Fair to sell uh -huh. his prototype jet pack that doesn't work, but is rejected because it doesn't work. Frank is approached by a young girl, Athena, who hands him an orange lapel pin with a blue T embossed on it, telling him to follow her into Walt Disney. Uh, it's a small world attraction. So that little ride there on at the beginning is mm -hmm. it's small world. Um, attraction at the fair's Pepsi Cola Pavilion. Frank obeys and sneaks into the ride where the pin is scanned by a laser and he's transported to Tomorrowland, a futuristic cityscape where advanced robots fix his jetpack, allowing him to fly and join um, the secretive world. Mm -hmm. okay. If a little girl ever gives you an embossed pin at Disney World and asks you to follow her embossed, into, into a ride that's on a boat that's in the dark don't do it don't. absolutely do because not do i it. think you're gonna get something bad's gonna happen <laughs> well don't follow children into dark places can I'll i just ask even <laughs> you both like do y'all know any children have, who have invented like jetpacks no <laughs> like like they have a vent america like they no. had that when i was growing up but like people were inventing like 
it, like I invented glitter tape, you know, it's like, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Glitter on. Like, I exactly. didn't know. And no one was showing up with like full robotics, like, you know, 10 year old, you know, well, you wouldn't get an embossed pen. Cause yeah, we did have a kit special. Well, look, we did like- have to do this in sixth grade. We had to do the science project where you had to drop um, an egg off of uh, like a second story building and keep it from cracking. And it was all about like, um, you know, doing the equations of gravity and, and shock absorption and all of those things. And we did have this kid named Eugene um, something Daddy. with a K. <laughs> yeah, you, you. By the way, we've brought up Eugene three <laughs> times on this podcast. Um, oh. uh, you see, Eugene built this huge contraption, like an invention out of connects and was like, it's going to save the egg. And everybody was so impressed. And that motherfucker shattered immediately. <laughs> like they broke in half the pieces and it like cost him more than it would have. Like it was so wild. And then the kid who won, like literally put his egg in. Um, he cut up a water bottle and then put cotton in it and then the egg and more cotton and then just like taped the top and tossed it and the egg was fine and he won. That's genius. Yeah, poor Eugene lo- spent like yeah. $300 on connects. To- oh my God. I, I would have boiled the egg and then I would have peeled it, <laughs> eaten it. I would have eaten it. And then the jumped egg, off the and building. Then, and then I would have farted. I would have farted off the banister. <laughs> You jump off the you jump off the building and use your farts to like like a jetpack slow you yeah. before you hit. Oh, going back to Frankie, oh, the little boy. Sorry. His name's Frank, right? Yes, I believe yeah. so. For, yeah, Frank Walker. Young, young George Clooney. Um, yes. That part was killing me when he went to to like show his jetpack and he brought it up and he's like, This is my jetpack. And they're all like, Wow, it looks super, super cool. And they see he seemed really interested in it, the judge or whatever, yeah. the guy. House. And then yeah. House, yes. And then he was, and then he was like, Well, let's see it work. And the kid's like, Oh, well, that's the thing. It doesn't. And he's like, Well, we can't take it then. And he's like, yeah. but I can make it work. And he's like, well, uh, it's obviously okay, not, or it would. You didn't follow the rules well, of this competition. Like, if you don't show up to a freaking, yeah, you gotta get your A game right. Don't show up with a jetpack <laughs> that doesn't fucking work. Get that shit right. You are, yeah. you are not prepared. You gotta get the degree before you can get the job. This Hello, kid has a lot to learn about. No. Oh, by the way, there. whenever he it cut to him test driving that jetpack. That kid would have died. No. Oh God, when he hit Death. that fence. Yeah. He was the jetpack oh. was dragging his ass through the dirt. That's something about this movie. If you liked, if you enjoy seeing kids get the shit, shit kicked, kicked out, out of them, they boy do they. Even if they're robot kids, it's still a lot. It's fun. still a it's yeah. still so good. So um Frank passes the narration to the optimistic teenager, Casey Newton. In the present, Casey repeatedly sabotages planned demolition of NASA launch site in Florida. Her father, Eddie, also Tim McGraw, yeah, is a Which NASA- I didn't know until now. Jordan just told me that. And I guess yeah. I what Tim McGraw looks like. Tim McGraw is so cute, by the way. In this movie, I was like, um, hi. Yeah. Uh, as a, he's also playing a NASA engineer, which maybe it's because I know him to be Tim McGraw, like a, a country music artist. Not to say that like a musician couldn't also be a NASA engineer, but I just think it's like a left brain, right brain thing Yeah. to me where I'm like, he's too artistic to know this much math. Right. Um, but Face is losing his job, which this 
Okay, let me get to the end of this paragraph before I say that. Uh, Casey's mm-hmm. eventually caught and arrested at the police station. She finds the pin on her belongings. While touching it, the pin transports her to Tomorrowland. Her adventure is cut short when the pin's battery runs out. Okay, so a couple things. One, <laughs> her brother looks identical to young George right. Clooney. Yes, 100%. I, I thought yes. they were the same person same actor, up, up yeah. until I gave up thinking it. Like, that's same. how I got over it. I was like, that can't be true. So I'm just going to give up, even though they're identical. Yep. Two, when he said, like, oh, I'll be a NASA engineer with nothing to launch, as though a NASA engineer couldn't apply those skills anywhere else. No. Like, unless he's working on a rocket ship, like, he doesn't know anything. Yeah, go be, like, an adjunct <laughs> professor at MIT, man. You have options. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, just, like, a regular engineer. Like, take yeah. the NASA yeah. stuff and, like, put it into cars. Or something. It was right. so funny to me. And then, also, I was so fucking nervous when she was walking around in Tomorrowland, but her body's like moving through the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kept expecting her to get hit by a car. I couldn't okay. even concentrate. That that yeah. was insane to me because like when she takes it to the field at night, are we past, are we at that point yet? Am I jumping ahead? Um, I think so. I She gets like, she tries it once at the prison and then they're like, no girl, you're bumping into us. And then she gets on her bike and tries right. to do it. So I was just like, I, I literally in my brain, I'm like, she's going to drown. There's going to be a lake somewhere yeah. and then the kids yes. get rescued. And then, I mean, I guess she was in the water at the end of it. I was like, nailed it. But I was like, this person, I thought the whole movie was going to be that every time you had to go to Tomorrowland, like it was mirroring you in the real world. I'm like, oh, and I was like writing it down. I'm like, I can't wait to expose this movie. <laughs> Why do they always drop you off like a mile outside of Tomorrowland? Like when you that... touch it, you're in that field. Why don't you touch it and you're at the front door? Yeah. Why are you going to wade through like Why wheat, grass? Do that? wheat grass? <laughs> grass, that looks, that's wheat. Yeah, and also like at the end, that spoiler alert, we're jumping ahead. At the end when there's like dozens of people doing it, Oh I was my like, God. but you're all gonna have to go to like a different spot how does the right. badge know like what if yeah. tomorrowland is is like off the edge of a cliff for you right and <laughs> i'm saying drowning in the water like what what if you're hovering in the air and then you like go to tomorrow like, oh yeah. and then you do like you know looney tunes fall to the earth and what about i mean the tomorrowland has pins that run out of batteries <laughs> yeah <laughs> And the charge, so like the pin loses its charge. Like, uh, I don't think Tomorrowland's gonna make it. <laughs> so Spoiler got, alert, uh, it does not. I didn't think it was <laughs> like short-sighted thinking. What I, if we had a commercial where they had to walk through it, but they will be in imminent danger the whole time? But at the very end, the battery dies. <laughs> <laughs> and wherever they were in their real life, they're just there. So they have to find a way to make it work. Oh, dumb. <laughs> dumb. I I didn't really realize there was a battery running out until you said it right now. You know, jumping forward when they say it's a commercial, I'm like, oh, well, that was just the length of the commercial. Oh, it was just a sneak peek. Yeah. You touch the, the pen but and Wikipedia it's just a sneak peek. Yeah. So. It's the um, teaser trailer. Rick Marlin. Um, so with oh. the help of her younger brother, Nate, Cassie finds a Houston. Oh my goodness. I just burped on our uh, podcast. Uh, with the help of her brother, Nate, Cassie finds a Houston mem- uh, memorabilia store related to the pin. The owners attack her when she is unable to divulge where she got the pin, insisting that Casey knows 
about a little girl. Athena bursts in and defeats the owners. Actually, oh, this is so weird. Athena bursts in and defeats the owners, comma, actually, audio animatronics, comma, who self-destruct, comma, blowing apart the shop. Comma. (laughs) My favorite part of the whole movie because I thought, Mm-hmm. Keegan Michael Key and uh, Catherine, Catherine Hahn were going to be in the rest of the movie. I wish they were. They were the best parts Aww. of this movie. That whole yeah. that whole toy yeah. store was such a fun. That's the only scene I liked here. It's hundred yeah, percent. I really enjoyed that. She was so funny. It Catherine be- Hahn was super. Funny. She was so funny. It was before the bubble so- got burst. You know. Yeah. Like, oh, they're in this movie, and then. Now 30 not. minutes into the movie, you're like, no, they're not. No, they get their heads cut <laughs> off. Uh, they um. They also like the fighting. That little girl fighting was so entertaining to me. I could have uh-huh. watched that forever. Like yeah, a little girl that has super strength and is like kicking ass is so fun. So fun. Yeah. And their weapons are so stupid. I don't understand this. Why in futuristic movies, when they have weapons, they're always like uncontrollably destructive. Right. They can't. You they're think, not precise. It just you, you, one laser beam's gonna explode the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like a, you, it's a beam the size of like, yeah. you know, your thigh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wild. It's like yeah. shooting hula hoops at people. It's like <laughs> you would think in the future we try to be more precise and clean. Right. We have lasers that go inside the body. Like yeah. we don't, don't have a destructive one that I can mean, kill somebody. I feel like you should even if you're living in the future, you don't need guns of any sort. You just think things yeah mental warfare you just like <laughs> yeah. look at someone and you're like hey. and then and they like, ah! like scanners yeah oh, scanners yeah and the um i loved my favorite part of this whole movie were katherine hahn and uh keegan michael key and the um uh the other like agents that were with those like mm-hmm. shit-eating grins yeah they were it was that was funny to me like robots uh-huh. that were a little bit off but also very campy and funny yeah yeah, yeah. like props to that actor who got out of that car with the his, giant smile and like his the, face looked like he was wearing prosthetics and that was did. just his face that was just he was good <laughs> that was wild that, that was the widest smile that was plastered and he like he had like yeah. a real cool like neck movement down like where he'd just like Mm -hmm. podcast people can't see what i'm doing but it's very good acting (laughs) no no no. it's exactly all you have to do is watch the movie you know exactly what i'm doing (laughs) also they 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 just killed those people i was so surprised oh yes right because this morning and for anybody listening in context there or like after the fact i read this thing on twitter today that so disney has all the marvel shows on their platform right Mm-hmm. And in one of the Marvel shows, one of the Marvel like TV shows that they've been producing, they shoot a guy and he falls back in the chair and he has blood on him because he's just mm-hmm. been shot. Mm-hmm. They like that came out a year ago. And this morning they updated that scene so that there's no more blood. They like took the blood out of that scene. Oh. What? For oh. no reason. It makes no sense. And then so also I just same scene, but just no blood. Same scene. Head. They just had no blood they covered up the blood with vfx or something and then i thought that was such a weird choice to do a year after it's come out and everybody's seen it like what are you hiding We've already seen the blood yeah, it's so wild and then we just watched their new marvel show where like at one point the guy like goes crazy and like kills all these stranger like people i'm not spoiling anything and there's blood all over the place it makes no sense so i was having that in my brain and then we watch this movie where these 
robots straight up vaporize like <laughs> two dozen people. Yeah, it's like it's it's less violent to vaporize them. It's when blood comes into the picture. It's like yeah, people see red, and then it's yeah. automatically like. And then some shows they make the like blood will be blue or the blood will you know not if oh yeah whatever, they love to like, make the if somebody's gonna get killed it's silver. gonna be like literally like a robot or an alien or something something you yeah. can't empathize yeah. with yeah I don't know. i'm you know what people bleed people bleed <laughs> people when you bleed kill them red and we need <laughs> to, the sooner we choose yeah. our children yeah. we <laughs> need honest blood representation yes. <laughs> so uh, um so they Athena kicks these other animatronics ass. Then they take, they steal mm-hmm. this car, and they go to Frank's house. The reclusive, cynical Frank declines Casey's request to take her to Tomorrowland, having been banished from it years ago. Inside Frank's house, Casey finds a probability counter marking the end of the world. Frank warns her that the future is doomed, but she disagrees, thus lowering the countability proper or the counter's probability. The robots assassins arrive to kill Casey, but she and Frank escape. Meeting Athena in the woods outside. Okay, so I had so many issues with the scene. This goes to to show you that if you just don't believe it, just don't believe it, it won't happen. Just do do not believe that the world will end. Just say, no, sir, read. Which, by the way. And then it won't. (laughs) Later in... um, Later in the movie, they point that very sentiment out as being part of the problem, as being like, we've yeah. sent you these waves and human beings chose not to do any and not to believe it. But I'm like, but that's also like what you're trying to tell us is the solution. <laughs> right. Yeah. We have to like be strong was... enough. There has to be hope to like. Yeah. Like she obviously like represents the hope, right? Like in the yeah. new generation. Yeah. Emily, you brought this up. Is she the only person that <laughs> hopes the world doesn't end? That's why that's why she's special. Yeah. It did not make like, you're any special. Sense. You're so special. I gotta believe there's one other person, like maybe <laughs> like you know, you know, a certain yeah. but like there's one other person in the world that oh like God. And thinks her- we should like find renewable energy or something, <laughs> yeah. you know. What I mean? mean or like oh wild and her her previously in the movies in school and she's raising her arm like "Mm, teacher 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 call me me." and it's like she's in uh, a science class and she's doing that and she's in this and then finally she's in a literature class and and then he calls on her and she's like but what are we doing about it how are we gonna fix it I really so, like your interpretations. Of yeah. Like so that's like what she was wanting to ask in all the class. She was like, okay, great. You're letting me know all this horrible stuff, but I want to know how do you, how do we fix that? <laughs> Could you imagine being that teacher? Like, bitch, I don't know. I, I don't bitch, know. I, I, I get paid $35,000 a year <laughs> and I spend at least 10,000 of it on school supplies. School supplies. I'm not it. Like, what are you talking about? Leave me. I don't know how we fix the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can barely fix my life. You can girl. start by shutting the fuck up. <laughs> also, she that that um, I was so annoyed by the the holographic dog at oh. first because like she was like, "Where are your foot?" By the way, I liked this actress. I really like her. I don't know yeah. what happened to her. Um, like why we don't see her more often because she was like really delivering some bad lines but oh, she, i was like she's sure. really selling them though i thought so yeah. too i would I, like to 
know what kind of lip stain she used. Yeah. She's also so very, like, such a cute girl. Like, yeah. such a cute young girl. If I were a teenage girl, like, and I watched this movie, I'd be like, maybe I'll do my hair like that. Maybe, yeah. you know, she has that very vibe. Um, I I hated the dog at first because I was like, what a stupid way to figure out he's a hologram because he's like, not, who's look when a dog's barking at your face, who's looking at its feet? No one. No I, one. I would have been like, I can't smell its stinky breath. Yeah, that's yeah, where I would go. Two inches from your face. This dog's not eating its own shit, shit. right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, and then I immediately felt bad whenever the dog was like when she walked through it and it was like, oh, I'm alone. I was like, oh, why yeah, am I sad she, for this hologram dog? And then she shot it. <laughs> Speaking of, there's a moment. So she tries to get in this house. This was so ridiculous to me. She tries to get in this house. She has no idea what's going on in this house. She really has no. only seen like the robots no. and stuff. Oh, and I know what you're going to say. Go, go, exactly. Go. She, to get, him, to get him out of the house, she lights his tractor <laughs> on fire and sends it towards his house. <laughs> yeah. He how does she... <laughs> I don't even know. How did she even know how to set it on fire first? <laughs> it's because she knows how things work. Yeah. She knows where the gas, the gas tank is. <laughs> she knows how she knows work. where the gas tank is. But the other thing that really like incensed me about that, Devin, was actually very small, not this insane thing of like lighting a tractor on fire, but when she was not run, banging on the door, she was like, I deserve to know what's in there and if yeah. i were george Clooney, i'd be like bitch who are you <laughs> like, <laughs> no you, you don't <laughs> no you deserve to know what's inside my house you deserve to get arrested <laughs> right like i'm calling the For arson and grand theft <laughs> of a trash trespassing yeah. something also then when george Clooney was like i have every right to call the police i'll do it i was like no you won't you have like time travel equipment in here <laughs> like what empty threats i'll everybody in this movie is ridiculous <laughs> like yeah, you deserve so each other stupid. you're so stupid <laughs> but i couldn't believe i was like how does she know that this man's gonna have anything to stop a an out of control on fire tractor heading right. towards his home i also just want to point out the obvious here real world scenario that a teenage girl should not be showing up at an older man's house. Well, like an adult man, you girl, know, that she doesn't know. Banging on his door. Banging on his door. One of the weirdest things about this movie that I didn't catch the first time I watched it, because I think I was, if this came out in 2015, I would have been, well, I would have been 25, but I just don't think we were having as many conversations about like, or maybe I just wasn't reading into it. Uh -huh. Because we're having more conversations about like power dynamics and stuff like that now. I read into everything. It was so weird that they were doing this storyline where this little girl robot had fallen in love with him as a little kid. And now as an adult, they're still talking about it. It's weird. Why? It was so uncomfortable. He's like upset at her. I'm like, do you want to, I know, do you want to date this little girl robot? Like, well, that's the thing is like, you're an adult I, man now. And that's when I first watched this movie, I don't think I even picked up on those vibes. But this time watching the movie, I was like, excuse me he's like still hates her and has resentment towards yeah, her. yeah he resents her because she, he found out she was a robot and marland and it and he left yeah it's like why is it so hard to wrap your head around the thought that someone's a robot yeah it marland, gave very like much like basic sci-fi principle ever. yeah ai it's like yeah he feels let on because yeah, because I, I guess they were gonna phone or something. Yeah, and apparently <laughs> he couldn't make her laugh. 
stupid. Oh, make laugh, and the more I think like... about it, how idiotic it is. Yeah. Oh. Um, so then she's like running through his house when these things are chasing her. I love, I like the, all the action scenes in this movie because mm-hmm. they are funny and they're ridiculous. Yeah, they're good. Um, and there was a moment where she uh, beats that guy with a bat. Oh, God. oh yeah. And I thought, this is how everybody, take notes. This is the only <laughs> thing you can take from this film is that's how you kill a killer. That is how you kill somebody. You she keep going till someone else stops you. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Ugh. I I was surprised for a Disney movie. They did yeah. let her bash his head. They, that was pretty she, violent. Yeah. See, but they got to remove a blood stain from a guy's shirt after he <laughs> shot point blank with the gun. <laughs> and you still can't see tits. <laughs> More titties than in Disney movie. They'll show that we get their head beaten, but they won't show a titty. <laughs> Ugh. All right, so let's continue. Right, using a teleportation device, the trio travel to um, the top of the Eiffel Tower. Sick. <laughs> this is so metal. This is. So metal. <laughs> uh, Frank explains that uh, Gustav Eiffel, Jules Verne. Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison co-founded Plus Ultra, a secret society of futurists creating Tomorrowland in another dimension, free to make scientific breakthroughs without obstruction. The trio use an antique rocket hidden. Okay, so this is, (sighs) I have so many issues with this. One, I recognize every single one of those people's names, I couldn't tell you one thing that they've done in history. And maybe that makes me a fucking stupid idiot. I don't care. He was going on and on about the, like, Jules Verne and Nikola Tesla. Like, I have no idea who Nikola Tesla is or what he's done. But. Current. Well, and thank Jules you. Jules Verne wrote 80,000 Leagues Under the, <laughs> the Sea. sea. So, so, ma- so he's like the dreamer, the writer. Oh. He creates dreams and creates and stuff. And, and Thomas then- Edison invented the light bulb, right? Yeah, or electricity. Yeah. I think Thomas Edison stole She's a lot from Nikola Tesla. From, from Tesla. That's why they always got, have a big beef. Yeah, so I'm thinking him oh, and wow. Tesla are going to have some... Yeah, it's going to be... They need to make a reality show. I, well, about, he did say... He, <laughs> about these, so these we just, scientists so, and dreamers <laughs> in one Eiffel Tower. Tune in next week where Nikola <laughs> Tesla and Jules Verne fight over who's eating the last... They're throwing like old fashions at each other's face. <sighs> he did um, say no, the two of them didn't stupid. like each other though that was tesla and i oh yeah yeah uh-huh. i think it tesla was i Edison. think it was tesla i could be totally okay people don't come for me um <laughs> if anything come for me a, i said all you tesla heads out there don't come for me but look I, all you edison freaks <laughs> keep it to yourself i think that nicholas tesla <laughs> Um, invented the alternating <laughs> current, which is what light switches need to like work. And Edison uh, stole that from him to invent the light bulb. Wow. And so they always had, and he never gave him credit. Mm-hmm. So there's well, always been that. Another thing about this story is that these four geniuses are going to another dimension to make scientific breakthroughs that they just don't share with anyone. Right. Right. Like, why are you going? Why are you doing it? You're not bringing any of that stuff. Like, at home, we're still on steam engines, but in Tomorrowland, like, people have jetpacks. Right. You think they could, like, you know, people are still dying at this astronomical rate. Yeah. It's probably, uh, you know, births, you know, just like are bad. Like, bring some of that, like, you know, technology back. And also, like, what about having, I mean, those are all men, you know, all white men. 
Um, yeah. What about some like Ingrid Bergman up in there, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's some really genius women out there that have invented some awesome shit. Maybe yeah. get some like uh, Amelia Earhart up in that bitch. Mm-hmm. But could they build a rocket that can hide in the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> well, Amelia Earhart is like, she's fearless, you know? Wouldn't it be like, great? You, Wouldn't it be great know? if like when that rocket came out, it was her piloting it? <laughs> That'd have been cool because she like you just know, her she dead got, skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> she got lost. Amelia Earhart found one of those tea things in her plane when she was flying, and then she went into Tomorrowland, and that's you know she didn't Ooh. go to like Bermuda Triangle. Oh, she, she like, went into That's where she ended up. <gasps> we have the sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a much better version of. I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna write this. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna write Tomorrowland two today. <laughs> 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 tomorrow land to day today oh even better okay i'm bringing you on oh yes and i am bringing back this love story <laughs> oh it's the best part of the movie i thought it was cool when the eiffel tower broke apart and the antique rocket yeah yeah but the only was- thing the reaction they show were just a few shots of people in the street being like with their phones out (laughs) yeah eiffel tower is really crumbling like they probably killed so many people like you know what i mean like it's crumbling it was wild because i thought oh great the eiffel tower is gonna be a rocket no 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 the rocket is in the ground below the eiffel tower and the eiffel tower is gonna split and it's gonna shoot it and what's that rocket gonna do it's not going anywhere it's going right to space to get as she said a running start <laughs> so it could launch its ass right through another dimension okay because this whole time i'm thinking they're in the future it's tomorrow land yeah. it's tomorrow it's not tomorrow land it's over their land it's out of sight land it's right next door land. it's right yeah. next door land yeah. tomorrow it's land tomorrow. we're going to the future Actually, fun, common misconception. We're actually not in the future. We're actually in the now, but like different. I was like, okay. (laughs) Whatever, Zach or whatever the hell this guy's name is. Um, So Casey realized, oh wait, there they find Tomorrowland in a state of decay. David Nix, Tomorrowland's governor, which by the way, who is he governing? Nobody here is here. Right. They travel to a tachyon machine is what they kept calling it invented by frank which accurately predicted the worldwide catastrophe casey refuses to accept that the world will end causing the future to temporarily alter while frank attempts to convince david to listen he refuses and intends to have the group leave tomorrowland casey realizes that tachyon machine is telling humanity okay so How? this we yeah, really right? fumbled the landing here. Yes, we sure How, so many questions. Casey right. realizes, let's see if somebody else can, has figured it out and put it in here. So Casey realizes that Tachyon Machine is telling humanity the world will end, creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. They confront David, who admits that he tried to prevent the future by projecting such images into humanity as a warning. Instead, they embraced the apocalypse, refusing to act or to make a better future for their world. Believing that humanity had simply given up, David has also given up and intends to allow the apocalypse to happen. Casey, Frank, and Athena. Att- okay, so let's stop. Let's start yeah. with what the point of this movie is. 
Great question. Great question. So are the, where are they getting this beam of yeah. information? Is this dreams? Is this just like... Yeah, I don't know where the media, where the images are coming, where the information where, of do, of like the doom. Dooming, is, it, yeah, is it infiltrated through the media, through the news, through YouTube, through yeah, like actual events? Right? Does it just make stuff happen on Earth? Does it make tornadoes happen? Or I don't. It made no sense. And then also he was like, and because I showed them this and it hasn't worked, um, they want it to die. I'm like. What? <laughs> what? Just, we're, we're laughing what? because this is exactly how we were before we started recording. We were like trying to figure it out. Like, how do they get it? So why would this but like, prophecy if they only a few, only certain people know about it? It's so weird. It was so, what? I just don't understand. Like, so George Clooney made this invention yeah that could tell when the world was going to die because it could yeah tell when any, everybody was going to die and stuff and so he probably was like well let's see about the world or something or maybe he knew that everybody was going to die at a certain period of time and that yeah was the end of the world was going to happen but also like how is it going to happen because like everything that it was showing was like oh okay this shit is like global warming stuff right, right. so in yeah, a what couple if, thousand it- years this will happen but they were like, no, 86 days. <laughs> There's going to be multiple floods, multiple. Yeah. Like how does, yeah. how does Florida turn into South America in 86 days? Right. What happens? It just floods. Like, like, is there a, it's like an apocalyptic event that all happens at once. Yeah. Uh, and what if like, what if it, the world was to be destroyed by like a meteor, the size of our moon and there's literally nothing we can do about it. And everybody's yeah. just like, I'm just making peace with my damn self trying to die. Leave me alone. I'm yeah. going. Here I go. That would make way more sense. <laughs> that would make so that. much more sense. And yeah. what the fuck is a tachyon? They're like, oh, you're currently, you guys have just discovered them and are still debating whether or not they're real. And I was like, okay, I don't care. You made it up. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I but hated this. Yeah, I hated sense. this. So because of the doom, so George Clooney found this out that the world was going to, it's like that chicken or the egg thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, how do you find out the world's going to end unless you've, people are already got it in the right, in the mindset to make it end, but it yeah. can't be in the mindset unless you find out it ends. But to your point earlier, um, like, they're mad because everybody's just like wanting it to, or like accepting that it's going to happen and- like, I mean, because her whole thing is, or no, that they're just like in denial that they're going to leave. I just don't know what they're trying to say. I don't know what the <laughs> deal, like, what's the game yeah. here? What's, and, then, yeah. and then she's like, like, no, it can't end. And then it's like, bloop, and the percentage, the chance that it's going to end went down like a tenth of a millionth of a degree. Yeah. She said like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so there's there's obviously some sort of like you know message as far as you need to keep hope and you keep need hope a new generation to keep fighting yeah. to change things because like you know obviously like people mm-hmm. like to ignore certain aspects. I think there's pretty. They said like, but, I think don't give up. Was they really right. nailed that into your brain like? don't kids kids don't give up but then like it's so 
it's so muddied because it's like, don't give up on what the weird radio signal that you have coming from another dimension. <laughs> that's so like so stupid. And then also it's like you spend an hour and 25 minutes of this movie trying to get to Tomorrowland. That's oh the whole God. goal. It's We've got to get to Tomorrowland. We've yeah. got to get there. And then when you get there, they're like, uh, plot twist, this movie's actually uh-huh. about the end of the world. And guess what? Tomorrowland is, doesn't exist anymore. Nobody's here. Yeah, it felt like, why not just have it be like, Tomorrowland is decaying because people right. don't believe in a brighter future anymore. We Let's... can't find people to come to Tomorrowland because everybody's so pessimistic. And then you could be like, oh, okay, this movie is about optimism. Yeah, it, that's kind of what it's about, like right. optimism versus pessimism, but also like... Yeah, feed the wolf. Which, which stupid wolf? thing. Feed the one you feed. And they're feeding the Shut wrong up, Dad, wolf. I'm tell you this story now. That's what she said to my girl. Oh my God. You've told me the story now. You're going to listen while I tell Then you he gets back. the guitar out and he's like, <laughs> We got to feed the right wolf. We got to feed the one you want to win. <laughs> Don't be naked. <laughs> feed that wolf some. Pork skins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even that would have been oh, better. Yeah. Even that would have been so much better. So then they and then, and then Judy Greer pops her head in for one split second, and goes, "I'm the mom." <laughs> was she in this? She, she was, was the mom. in it. She was so yeah. Judy Greer is listed as the mother of Casey. And I was like, I do not remember seeing her at all. I do not remember seeing Judy Greer. Cinemablend.com. Why was Judy Greer almost cut completely out of Tomorrowland? Yes. She has, they actually filmed a whole lot of her. And then like Casey was supposed to have like an uncle, like a funny uncle and then cousins. They all lived in the house together, but they said it muddied it up and they cut all that shit and they cut Judy Greer out completely, except for like two seconds. She's in like a home the home video, the home movie. Like when, she's like looking at the stars. Oh, we're looking at the stars. Yeah. Yeah. That was her role. That was you. Which I don't even think, do you see her? Or do you just hear her? Just like see her Who hair. knows? Honestly, they should have cut more from this movie. <laughs> it was two yeah. hours. It was yeah. two hours. And as somebody who watches movies all the time for these stupid podcasts and is very aware that like, I'm not, like when you, there's a difference between watching a movie because you want to enjoy it and then watching a movie out of, part of a homework assignment i'm sure you guys know from doing this podcast for me but (laughs) that like you're so aware of a runtime when you're watching this as an obligation and i was like this movie could have been this movie could have been a trailer (laughs) yes it could have been i looked when the first time i paused the movie to check the time it was 26 minutes (laughs) (laughs) can i guess let me see if i can guess what part you paused at based on that information Okay. I'm guessing. I am guessing that she had just been arrested. It was around there because you know why I paused it during the jail scene. We could talk. I don't want to make bring us too much on a tangent, but that dude in the jail, the cool guy that kept smirking at her. I was yeah. like, who is that guy? And is he coming back? I thought maybe he was like the shepherd of Heard It Tomorrow. And you thought he was hot, so you had to pause the movie. <laughs> you love you love someone who's in, in a jail. I had to. I had to. I love somebody in a jail. I love somebody with a nondescript, like sort of Doria chat. You know what I mean? Like, so you paused the movie and, and then... I had to go to town. Yeah, and then you fell asleep. And then yeah. you fell asleep. The rest of it that I was <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I was getting sleepy last night and I was like, ah, it's it's probably like I probably got like 10 minutes left. And I looked and it was 40. So, so I was stupid. like, I'll, I'll pick it up tomorrow. It was a struggle. <sighs> well, let's get to speaking of struggle, let's get to the end of this movie. Casey, Frank, <laughs> and Athena attempt to use a bomb to destroy the machine, leading to a fight with David. The bomb accidentally is thrown into a portal to an uninhabited island on Earth, the explosion pinning David's leg. Athena sees a vision of the future where Frank is shot by David, and she jumps in the way of an attack, mortally wounding herself. Making peace with Frank, Athena activates her self-destruction sequence, destroying the machine, which falls on David, killing him. In the present, Casey and Frank lead Tomorrowland, recruit Eddie and Nate, and create a new group of recruitment animatronics like Athena, whom they were addressing at the beginning of the film. Given pins, the animatronic children set out to recruit new... Okay, this is another thing. And then that's the end of the movie. Um, Why do they have to be kids? Kids are little, they can run fast. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because they're non-threatening. I don't know, but like they're recruiting adults and then you start to get into weird territory like you do with the love story of George Clooney and this small, you know... Yeah. yeah, this is like the last movie I remember George Clooney being in. No, he quit after this. He's like, I'm <laughs> fucking done. Like, that what movie. else has he done since? Let's see what he's done since then. Um, yeah, and those kids were bundled up. Bund- <laughs> they were like dropping them off on islands and like in the Sahara and shit, and they're in yeah. full winter garb. Yeah, they have really been decked out in some like Lands End or like. L Bean. They look like yeah. little, little models for like Sears. I don't they know. They really, they all look like they could have come out Gap. of like an old Navy commercial yeah, or something. They look right. like Gap Kids kids. Yeah, yeah. They the Gap Kids kids. Um <laughs> be so dumb. Uh the, also like what what else is left to say? It's just a bad ending to a bad <laughs> movie. It's so bad. I like so bad. I think so back to the machine just one more time the machine shows you bad shit so you get you give up thinking that you can fix the world so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and the way you fix and the way she's fixing it is just to say like no we we can fix it and then it's fixed (laughs) so i guess just show people like really happy shit all the time like show them Show them images of love and, and all yeah. that stuff, and then people will believe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the the point was kind of like if you if you focus on what the world could be as a uh, in a positive light as opposed to what it could be in a negative light, like that'll solve all your problems. But also, like, what was going to happen in eighty five days? What could possibly have happened in eighty five days right. that would be stoppable? <laughs> That was another thing. There was no U.S. government involved in this movie. Not whatsoever. a lick. I mean, so but... were that. Oh wait, mind blown. So those kids that they had gotten to get the animatronics, those were ones that they were putting out to find people to bring back to help save the world. So we don't know if it worked or not. I hope it didn't, because the world that this movie lives in, it needs right. to be done with. A world that would put this movie out needs to be erased. <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, the sun is a hydrogen ball. It's gonna blow. It's gonna be. We're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that could have happened that like, would make all of those things happen in eighty-two days is if, like, 
the earth moved a million miles closer to the sun. (laughs) I guess maybe the people, that ballerina that they got to come in could have choreographed like an amazing Uh, that like changed the world. Why did they have to show every single instant we like after three or four like we get it we understand who you're sending this to like and then we don't need to see 35 examples yeah and i wish they they should have shown like you know like a sex worker or something they showed the clothes like they get a coin and they're like you know they need to be on they need to be helping out because they can like you know they know love and like yeah oldest profession on earth yeah but I mean, like, we got a ballerina, we got someone planting a tree, we got someone fiddling around with a satellite, we got someone tinkering with a, a you know, a car or something like that. The best minds, you know what I mean? The music. Well, here's the other thing. This whole movie has been about the, how smart they are, and she just gets things because she's, like, naturally inquisitive, and she naturally gets um, what's going on. But then at the end, they're like, we need dreamers. We need right. people who dream. Because they made such a, they kept saying the word dreamers. They kept putting the emphasis on the dreamers to the yeah. point where then like when that girl who was planting a tree, I guess like my thought was like, oh yeah, she's not going to come and like give them new technology. She's just going to come and like plant trees, plant hope for more trees. Like- <laughs> yeah, maybe she, well, yeah, I feel like they wanted a little, some people with like a little more heart. There was yeah. a little more, more yeah. like mathematically inclined. Like we're getting the musicians, we're getting the artists, we're getting the dancers, but we're also getting like you know the aeronautical space engineers. You know, yeah. This was just like a recruitment um, video that was put out secretly by the government, just to like <laughs> recruit today, like best minds. Like, I feel like it was a recruitment video for. By the way, I'm in Tomorrowland now. I've changed my background on our Zoom. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I beautiful. Looks like you have a blonde wig. Like on. a blonde wig, a ponytail coming outside your head. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I felt like this was supposed to be an ad to go to Tomorrowland at Disney World, but if anything, it made me want to avoid anything else related to Disney for the next seventeen years. Because <gasps> it's big. That's thing. big coming from you. It was. This is words. such a bad. I mean, it wasn't as bad as the first time I watched it because I wasn't disappointed at the very end. I knew what I was right. kind of getting, but um, it's almost like Disney doesn't even want it to be a part of their repertoire too because they don't have it on Disney Plus. I read it. I felt so bad because I assumed. By the way, we're doing this. Like I said, this season is movies based on rides, and when I say they are the worst of all, they are the worst mm-hmm. of all. All of them are bad. I can that so. Oh, and none of them are on Disney Plus. And I didn't realize that after I sent all the emails out. Um, so when I saw that this wasn't on Disney Plus, I thought, how is that possible? It's like a 2015 movie. It's ripe for Disney Plus. It has star power. You can put like a a little picture of George Clooney up, and then people will be like, Ooh, Disney Plus has George Clooney. And then let them find out the hard way. Um and I read this article about like when it was they wrote when it was taken off of Disney Plus, which I guess was like last October or something. And at the very end of the article, they said the movie doesn't have a large fan base, so nobody's really making a stink. (laughs) (laughs) No, it said nobody's making a stink. Stink. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody really like cares if it's on Disney Plus or not. (laughs) Yeah. I wrote this to meet my article quota for the week. Oh. 
that's like this movie just wants you to care but yeah. nobody cares it's, about but it. nobody but cares, about nobody cares. <laughs> all right so after watching this film on a scale of one to ten what would you give this movie three yeah yeah right maybe i'll give it a three I, for that that toy scene it had like good um uh special effects i mean the tomorrow yeah. Man, the ad was really cool even though you see it for 10 fucking seconds yeah it looked pretty cool um it but... yeah it kind of just feels like a psa or like some like a commercial a little bit like yeah it's like that they turned into ki- like kids don't give up on your dreams be yeah. dreamers be visionaries yay 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 that's it i mean just like that's pretty much it but there's there's some i like the robots in it i thought the cgi i will was say good and special yeah effects were good and the acting was good tim mcgraw was a little hmm, but special effects were good um the action scenes were good <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> fuck you tim mcgraw we're coming for your gig <laughs> you thought you could do what we do you thought you could be one of us? I don't think so, Mr. All-America. <laughs> you can't even keep your daughter in the house at night. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, you, your daughter falls down a flight of stairs and you come out groggy. <laughs> talking <laughs> about, really like, happened? what was that? It was so oh, annoying. That wasn't the movie. Like, that is, is grumbling going upstairs. He's like, <laughs> have you ever heard somebody fall down a flight of stairs it's not first of all the sound isn't mistakable there's no other sounds like it and two like you wouldn't just in the middle of the night hear somebody fall downstairs and then come out and be like i guess it's nothing you would assume especially if you're a father you would assume it was one of your children falling down the stairs yeah (laughs) oh lord all right so dumb um so uh, yeah, we're all giving it a three out of 10. Now let's ask a couple questions about how Disney this movie is. Um, we ask these, now these have differed from the last time you two were on because we did Marvel the last time you were on. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of them will be the same. Some of them will be a little bit different. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's all up for interpretation and um, keep that in mind. So our question one is a classic. Who in this movie has hot dad energy? Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. I'll go first. I have to say, there is a reason why the 90s was all about George Clooney. It's because he's such a handsome man. Mm -hmm. He is really handsome. He's just like unfairly handsome. And he's like kind of gravelly-ish. I forgot how like gravelly, not gravelly, Will Arnett, but like kind of like leading man gravelly. Yeah. And if he's a real man's man, like if he's you like a, a, if you like, yeah. you know, if I like, I, I, I kind of like, like a pretty boy face, you know, like I'm more like yeah. young Leo kind of does it. Oh, like. young Leo, <laughs> young Leo, <laughs> young literally. Leo. But I've never been like a Clint Eastwood or like, no, a, no, 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 no. like a man. man now, yeah. funny, funny fact, my grandmother, my mom's mom, Mama BJ is her name. Um, she lives alone and in her house she has like pictures of the family you know all the grandkids and everything little picture frames and then george clooney is in the <laughs> family like 
like it's my grandmother and then George Clooney and then my cousin Lissette and then my <laughs> over there and George Clooney's are just kind of peppered through the house and there's a George Clooney on her nightstand and it's just like he's she's in our family <laughs> so because that's why he loves george clooney yeah that's why you can't find him that attractive because you you're related yeah he feels like <laughs> tapaw to me like i grew up <laughs> with him as my grandfather like my grandmother you didn't my realize until you watched never met him something that jordan told us she didn't want us to put on the podcast but i'm gonna do it because i think it's important <laughs> is that jordan didn't realize that this man wasn't her grandpa until she saw him in a movie she had never seen george clooney before she just always grew like, up thinking that was, was my like, papa that died in the war. Papa? <laughs> and then I called her and I was like, did you know papa went to Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to say Hugh Laurie. Mm-hmm. I like it. What Laurie. the fuck? Okay. I like it. I like it. You like, I'm into house, baby. I like a <laughs> British man. Uh, he uh, is cute. He's really, he looks really good at the beginning of this movie. I don't know what costume they put him in at the end where he had those scales no. on his arms. That was weird. It's <laughs> like, okay. I was kind of into it though, still. Look, I have to pause <laughs> this movie twice for Jail Guy and for Skillium. <laughs> <Hugh Laurie. laughs> I was getting at it. I had to make it exciting. Getting at it. I think that's what I call it. That's what I call it. I call it. That's what I call it when I sit on a, a washing machine. <laughs> I had to get at it. So I think hot dad energy for me would have to be the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> it was erect. Yeah. Erect. And to that point, it did. It did fully you know step out of its shell and deliver when it really needed to just like just like a dad does and that's all we ask from our fathers (laughs) um did the villain have gay energy in this i gotta be honest is is the villain hugh or is the villain us i don't know if it's either way (laughs) humanity either way it's no (laughs) right either way it's absolutely the only thing that had gay energy was that toy store the toy store was very gay although the robots were kind of gay that's true they had good posture and they looked like they looked like any of the boys you will see in west hollywood they looked like they were so stretched and like Oh yeah, like, like, people, like the skin was real, real taut. Real taut. taut. <laughs> like a canvas. Across a frame. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So robots in the toy store, that would just be like going to like, I don't know, yeah. like any gay bar probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely gay robots were for the win. Right. All right. Let's see what else. Um, who in this movie would you replace with Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito? I'll go first to give you some time to think. <laughs> I would replace um <laughs> I would <laughs> just mentioning it. I'm gonna replace Hugh Laurie with Danny DeVito. <laughs> okay. Cause I, I like that role for him. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm gonna replace Tim McGraw with Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, I love oh, that. Be, that would work out really well. That would be good. I like that. I like that yeah. casting. That would work. That's, yeah. You know, yeah. That's like not even funny. I, I, that would be good. <laughs> How about you too? <laughs> It'd be better. It'd be, like better. It'd be better. Yeah, it'd be a better movie. 
<laughs> what if Danny DeVito was just the girl? <laughs> <laughs> was the little girl? The little girl is Danny DeVito? No, not the or robot Casey. girl, Casey. Okay. Oh, but it would be funny as the protagonist. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it's that becomes a different movie then it's not about the next generation saving the world it's about it's about Danny DeVito and then maybe um, Rosie O'Donnell can be um, maybe Rosie O'Donnell can be um, <laughs> Judy Greer <laughs> <laughs> and Rosie O'Donnell can play the, the mom <laughs> One second. No, go ahead. I'm still laughing thinking about Danny DeVito being like talking to George Clooney. Like he's probably as tall as that girl. Yeah. And like power dynamic just stays the same. I deserve to know. (laughs) Yeah. Tell let me into your house. (laughs) Um, okay, Rosie O'Donnell can be um one um could be the guy in the jail. Just for some comic relief, I think yeah. it would also be funny to make Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito like Kiki Michael Key and Katherine Hans. Two oh, that's, like, oh, that's like, a great together, cast! Like in one set, you know, one scene. That's that great, be, great, great. That would also work. That would that'd yeah. be a work one. Um, I would do the main three characters, the trifecta here. George Clooney stays the same, and mm-hmm. then um, Danny DeVito as the little girl casey okay oh, casey. casey no 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 no. danny devito as the little girl yeah the little the animatronic animatronic and then rosie o'donnell as casey oh yeah that's, that's a good, good thing that's good so that's good, good, good and then like uh george clooney you know is like holding <laughs> a dying danny devito <laughs> animatronic robot in his arms and danny devito's like <laughs> but then replace uh george clooney with whoopi goldberg <laughs> it doesn't whoopi goldberg seem like she'd round out the trio of danny devito and yeah, rosie 100%. o'donnell why is that i don't know okay last question weird ener- similar energy they do all have very similar energy. um is there an element of rich people trying to have sex with poor people in this movie <laughs> well i know what there is a, there's an element of human adult trying to have sex with robot robot there. child <laughs> robot ch- i don't want i, I don't want to finish it's that. disgusting it's they disgusting. put it in there disney put it in there yeah and disney's it's worried it. about people saying gay disney, disney. <laughs> oh, we have some things we've got to iron out in our history disney no um i don't think so okay. i mean this happens a lot in disney movies like you know, Aladdin is a princess and the what you know, whatever Beauty and the Beast, it's a prince and and the town girl. Um yeah. and it happens a lot more than you would think, but in this movie I don't think it happens. Sex is obsolete. Yeah, they're not I mean, we're making jokes, but like there's nothing sexual about any of those robots. Well, they also don't no. talk about money. The only reference to any sort of sort of money is like her dad losing his job, but that's yeah. because they're shutting down NASA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sexiest things in this movie are like the rockets. I yeah, like, that's the most phallic thing of this that I can see. Well, you know, her she puts like a bomb in her stomach 
which was penetrative. That that was sure. so weird when her stomach like spit out that bomb. I was like, you've been walking around with that? I'm not going to say, I, I paused the movie for a third time to get really down at it. That, <laughs> that you love, something about, something about Emily is that she loves anything having to do with somebody pulling an, an object out of their abdomen. That's, that's, and honestly, that's quite honestly, that's the only thing you need to know about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have a you have a YouTube playlist of just like open yeah. surgeries, like educational surgery videos yeah. <laughs> that you're watching for different reasons. Oh, and I just love it when something gets left behind in the body. <laughs> we left, doctor. We left a rag. Ooh, Ooh I get crazy over that. All right. So, if you were going to give our very, 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 very last question is if you were going to give an adult any advice that was about to watch this movie what would you tell them don't (laughs) burn oh she said it um $3.99 yeah I'll then know both of you by the way because no no because what a tragedy to have to watch this with $3.99 um here's what I would say the only advice I would say is I would say, don't ever expect to actually see Tomorrowland. <laughs> like that would be the true, honest to God advice. That's the biggest thing that made an impact watching it the second time was like, don't ever expect that you're actually going to see any of this shit. Right. Really just try to get as involved as you can in the what little plot there is. Yeah. Will, there will never be a big payoff for you. No, 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 no. And just sort of like look at it and think like, cool future fights. <laughs> That's what yeah. I told Jordan earlier. I was like, you know, when I watch these types of movies, like this, like we talked about earlier, these very specific, you know, yeah. movies, I just, don't, I stopped paying it. Like she was talking about stuff that I totally missed. I stopped paying attention to the plot because I know it doesn't make sense. So I'm just like, I'll just watch the big boom, boom fights and the, you know, literally you know, flashy colors, you know, because that's what this movie is. It's yeah. truly just that. And yeah, watching I, kids get the shit kicked out of them. Right, which great bonus. Yeah, I found myself just looking, like seriously, just looking at like the actors' faces and just like looking at their noses. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, I was not a bad her idea. Nostrils flare, and I was looking at her hair, and I was like, "Well, you're doing research." Pretty, but, I was just like, "Oh, that's a cool hat. Oh, those jeans. I yeah, really like her jeans. They're rolled at the bottom, and she's got those boots on, and like." <laughs> <laughs> you know like George Clooney's wearing this and I was just like let me just look at his house and how it's decorated I was just kind of looking yeah at like checked out meaningless like, don't shit. care and I will say there's a lot there they do at the very least provide like stuff to look at while you're mm-hmm. here like that when it, they're in the house you're kind of like oh I wonder what that gadget does and and like oh look at those pictures I wonder who he'd be taking pictures with all these years and like yeah. all that shit. Like also, does he never meet another person? Does he never form another relationship? Yeah, this man is, you know, a crazy wild and out with probably got can. holograms. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, other robots. He probably made a clone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's not leaving that house. Oh, <laughs> George, don't George. just say no, George. George. Oh, well, thank you both so much for watching this wonderful film. Thank you you for having us. Oh, my God. Anytime you're willing to watch something of this caliber, this quality. I would have never watched it. 
Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast